our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we are bringing you Sticky Money Mondays, a weekly money advice column where you give us a sticky money situation that you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are here and ready to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined by retired nice girl Sim and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. So today Sonia, our sticky money story is definitely sticky and today is definitely Monday so I'm very excited to get into it. First things first, dear Sim and Sonia, I moved to a new city for a job two years ago. It was a big move and a great opportunity for me to pivot my career. 10 months into the job, I was told my teammate would become my boss, a woman who is technically qualified, but also four years younger than me. I had some reservations about this change, but tried to keep an open mind. Cut to 14 months of her as my manager and my instincts were right. She's not a good fit for me as a manager and I'm miserable. I hate what I'm doing. I dread going to work. I hate the person I am when I'm there. I hate that all I think about is how much I hate work. I want to quit immediately, but I am scared about money. The move was to a much more expensive area. Remember, she's moved to a new city and inflation is getting crazy and the market is looking bleak. However, I have about six months of income in my emergency fund, no debt, about nine grand in my brokerage account, so investing account. My husband would also still be working and has the potential for a raise soon. He supports my decision because he knows it will help my mental health, but we are both so scared about money and if it takes me a while to find a suitable job. I've also been pretty steady about investing and I'm worried about slowing down my growth. I am not sure how much longer I can keep working in my current job. I feel like it's getting in the way of the career I want for myself. And I am so burnt out from it all that I do not have the time to build what I want. I feel so stuck. Please help. 
Firstly, I am so sorry that you are going through such a crappy situation with a manager. I think people underestimate the power your boss slash manager holds. Let's talk about shitty managers for a second, because I completely agree with you. I think some people can compartmentalize work and work can suck and they can go home and enjoy the rest of their life. I'm not that person. Are you that person? No, I'm way too emotional. The idea of having a manager that, like she was like, I hate work. I hate this. I hate getting up and I hate seeing them. And I kind of hate that I hate this all. Like that was hard to read. Imagine living that experience. Like it reminds me of the meme. I once had a a training experience where I was working as an intern and like every morning I would wake up and brush my hair and like tear up because I didn't want to go into work. And there was this meme of like this little girl brushing her hair crying. That was me every single morning for three weeks. I just feel a little bit triggered reading this. And so everything I'm going to say has bias, but especially this episode. Bad managers. Why do they exist? I think with my personal experience as a leader is that I know that every manager or every leader has a particular leadership style. There are things that you can do off the bat that every manager should do. So for example, effective communication empathy, listening, those things that Simon Sinek and Brene Brown always harp on about, those things, in my opinion, should be the skill set of any manager and leader. I think where it gets tricky is that you're not going to get along with every single person in your team. And the thing is, is that you don't need to. If your people feel respected, you're giving feedback in a way that they like, then that's what matters. I think a lot of managers get into that position or into like leadership because they like the power play. They don't care. They actually don't care about people. They don't care about their development. They don't care about their engagement or their careers. But most people see management and climbing up the corporate ladder as just like the next best thing for money, power, whatever. It's like Boy Scouts, but like money, getting badges, climbing up. such a strange reference. Like we didn't do Scouts at all. I wish I did. It was down the road for me. I just me. feel like my corporate letter analogy sufficed. Yeah, no, I had nothing to add. But they do exist. There's probably a plethora of different reasons why they do exist. I think it's hard, especially if you feel like you're not in a safe environment to bring up feedback to your manager and kind of talk it out with them. Like you're hating it so much and it's like impacting your mental health. What I want to say is, is that the fact that it's gone to a point where your husband and people around you are seeing that it's impacting you and it's going to probably start impacting your relationship with them because it's so easy to say, leave work at work. Who does that in 2022? I think you can think of it in an individual level where you're that miserable and sis, you do not deserve to be feeling like this at work. 14 months, you have given it a good go. It's not like you've said, hey, I've given it a week. I've given it two weeks. It's not like we're going to look at you, turn you around and go, go ahead and give it another shoot. You, you know what? A bad manager, I think I would give, I'd give a year. You know, like they're human, I'm human. 14 months. I think it's when you start also looking at things with circle of influence. I like talking about that a lot. Like what can I control? How can I control my reactions? How can I bring this up? It's really easy for us to sit here and say, you should bring it up with your manager. Because I wonder if she has, like I wonder if she's tried to have productive conversations with her manager and like try to suss out that issue like then and there. I just want to jump in and I want to quote her. I'm miserable. I hate what I'm doing. I dread going to work. I hate the person I am when I'm there. I hate 
that all I think about is how much I hate work. I want to quit immediately. Even if the option to talk to a manager was there, I don't think she should. I was just thinking if you are dealing with a bad manager and you're listening, like I personally always appreciated it if a team member had an issue with me, like raising that to me first to see Sonia's how Sonia's saying not all managers. This is very personal to me. And obviously I have a bias too. Nah, I can't. There's no way that I can defend this. I agree, Sim. Like I don't think a conversation is going to get her out of these very intense feelings that you just I mean, there's more. Speaking about the whole work situation, manager situation, bad work affects every avenue of your life. Like she's mentioned, her partner is starting to worry about her and, and she's starting to worry about her own mental health. And I think when it starts to spill over in your life the way it has, that is like for me a clear sign that time to start wrapping things up. Not a reflection that you're a failure. It's not a reflection that maybe even they're a bad manager. Like she mentioned, they're just not a good fit for her. But time to cut the cord. Her concern is I want to quit immediately, but I'm scared about money. That's really interesting to me because her financial situation is that she has Six months of income in her emergency fund, not six months of living expenses, income, no debt, about 9000 in her brokerage and a partner who is supporting her decision. He's not saying, hey, look, honey, like things would be tight. Hold on for a little bit longer. He's saying, I'm going to keep working. I might even have a raise soon. Go ahead and take a break. So to me, I actually, hand on heart, cannot think of a better financial position to be in to quit granted I don't know this person's career so it's not like they're you know a doctor who would easily get a job somewhere else they might be very niche it might be harder for them to get a job and that might be their concern they might have a more niche field but I honestly think from a financial point of view six months is a decent amount of time and this this is what your emergency fund is for you know it's not there to look pretty I know it's so scary to use it but this is literally a time to use it where your job is affecting your mental health and you need it. For business owners every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card it's the culmination of your hard work dedication and commitment to your customers that's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments introducing tap to pay on iPhone powered by Stripe Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Ouch. It's interesting because I think you get to a point where your savings game and your automatic payments, like it's so rewarding to see your account look like that. And you know what? I empathize quite deeply with not wanting to touch your savings, but it's something that I've also had to do for situations 
where I was so thankful that I had my savings so I could help out with a few things and do a few things like for myself too. That's literally, as Sim said, what it's for. This is a perfect almost opportunity to be like, I'm so thankful for my past self for building six months of income and having a supportive partner that I can be so empowered to make this decision to leave my job because I actually have the financial means to do so. And again, I think jumping into solution mode, like something that I'm going to say off the bat is that there's no reason for you to not apply for jobs while you're still there too. Like you don't have to wait until you've done your notice and handed in your resignation. You can be on the hunt while you are still with your employer. Ensure that you're fulfilling obligations in terms of if there's notice periods and stuff. And if it's that bad, like there's bullying and you are just in a terrible state of mind, if you don't do your notice period, what are the consequences of that? Like are you going to get your annual leave paid out? Like I know there's like some contractual I guess, consequences of not doing your notice period. But yeah, I agree. I think her situation sounds ideal. Not to be, I don't want this to come across a certain way, but do you think almost there's that fear because they live a certain lifestyle and they need to maintain like a certain amount of income for that lifestyle? That's such a good point. That could be it. It didn't come across as a concern. She said more that she isn't in a career that she wants to be in with her current job. So that's a whole nother thing. Like not even the current job isn't even working towards her overall career aspirations. She's saying that she's so burnt out that she doesn't have the time to build what she wants and she feels stuck. So it's coming across like very tired, stuck in the cycle, kind of knows that she needs to get out, clearly has a supportive we're saying supportive. All he's done is said, yeah, babe, like go ahead. I think we're giving him a little bit too much credit. It has somewhat of a support system from the outside, quit. You need to give yourself permission and you just need to hear it, quit. I think it's such a privileged thing to say and I recognize that, but no job is worth this. The fact that you've given it 14 months, you're in the state of mind, you recognize for yourself that your your mental health is going to be better and your partner recognizes that as well, leave. And the thing is, even if it was a great job, Like, it doesn't even have to be a horrible person who's four years younger than you that you don't get along with as your manager. You could have a great manager, a great team, a great work environment. And if you're still unhappy, you're still allowed to leave. You know, you're still allowed to give yourself permission and go, I don't want this, but I have an emergency fund. I love the idea, like, we almost forget, yeah, you can actually apply for jobs while you're working. If you are too burnt out for that, you get to have the privilege of six months of your living expenses and your income saved up. You can quit, take a month off, and then start applying again in a better frame of mind. I mean, this is what FU money is, right? Like we talk about FU money. Imagine being in a job you hate and being like, you know what? I don't actually have to put up with this because I can say FU, I can quit. I can still take care of myself for six months and I'll be able to pick myself back up. Sure, a recession's hitting. Sure, the job market's not what it was a few months ago. But does that mean you stay in a job that you hate more than I've ever met someone hate a job before? No. In conclusion, 
quit your job and I want to challenge your anxiety around what if all these things happen? What if it works out? What if you recover from your burnout? What if your relationship flourishes? What if you start having a great relationship with yourself again and you just enjoy existing? What if you get a job that's the job of your dreams? Like what if all these good things happen just from you taking the plunge and quitting? I want to say as someone that has recovered from a bad manager like that stuff sticks with you even years down the track especially if it's something you take quite personally and it's just not worth your time like this is how you feel right now imagine how you would feel if you stuck around for two years for three years that that's going to be a longer recovery period for you down the track so Cutting the cord at 14 months is doing future you such a favor. And I really do hope you quit. And I know this is anonymous, but please email us and let us know what you do in the end, because I think our listeners would love to hear. We're going to add a poll in our Facebook group on what our listeners think that you should do. But I just have a strong feeling it's going to be quit. Now with that, if you enjoy our sticky money stories and you have a sticky money situation that you want Sin and Sonia to give their unfiltered, unsolicited, unhelpful, sometimes helpful advice, just email us at hello at girlsatinvest.com or send us a DM and you could very well be featured in next week's Sticky Money Story. To finish off our disclaimer, so Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.